supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Dynamic Dog Owner. I hope you are all well and having a wonderful week. Today's episode is about success and our potentially unrealistic expectations of success and how soon we are going to reach it. So we are under the illusion that our success will be consistent and it will always will always be making steps in the right direction. Um, so it will just be one easy, easy line upwards. <laughs> and sometimes when that then doesn't happen, we get a little bit despondent and a little bit... Um, almost downhearted and frustrated that we are not always making success so we expect success to be a straight line when in fact it is full of ups and downs um gradually as you are working on areas and as you are starting to improve in certain areas and as you're training and as your dog's growing that line those ups and downs you'll will gradually start to rise and will you'll suddenly start to have more successes more highs than lows but it is going to take some time and this is about setting realistic expectations because I think many people do go into dog ownership and being a dog parent with rose-tinted glasses I think we all do in many situations myself included um, especially when you have a puppy and if you've not had a dog before you you think well I'll book puppy class um, six eight weeks everything will be fine and dandy, we'll have, we'll know everything and then our dog will be perfect and that's job done. Rest of the life we can enjoy. Um, in reality, it doesn't work like that um, because our dogs, just like us, have to grow and develop. So yes, your six, eight week puppy class will give you a found, fantastic foundation to get you started on your journey with your dog. But there are a lot more things, a lot more water to run under the bridge, as they say, um, that will carry on happening and will continue for months and if not years to come. So your puppy class is an introduction. It gives you and your puppy that quick foundation to then start on. Think if you were looking at it in terms of our classic education structure, going to puppy class is a bit like going to preschool. You learn how to colour and paint and draw. Um, and to have a nice time and to be away from your parents you know it's not education like degree education standard so your dog has to start with that preschool then you build on to going to school reception year one key stage two exams GCSEs college um, A levels degree masters you know it can carry on going you, you guys know how the system works um if we don't do any more than puppy class, one, we're not giving our dog a structured education and we're not giving ourselves an education because there is so much more going on and so many more challenges to overcome than there are in just those first six to eight weeks. So we're going to explore today a little bit of the reasons why you have ups and downs. So the first thing is obviously age. Puppies Puppies are like tiny babies or little toddlers learning new stuff. Yes, they are like little sponges and they take it all in during that puppy stage. They take everything in and they will be learning so much. Naturally, then comes adolescence, which is the period of time that I find is the one we don't talk about. 
Most people don't talk about the adolescent phase with dogs and how challenging it is. Puppies, we focus on puppies and puppy biting and puppy nipping and puppies not sleeping through the night, etc. But we don't focus a lot on adolescence. So just when you're kind of reaching the, your first sort of high, adolescence comes and then you have a massive big dip in your success. Because in adolescence, it's the time when our dogs start to transform from a puppy into an adult brain. And in that time, they're going to be going through a lot of changes physically, emotionally, hormonally that all affect them. It's no different to teenagers. If you have lived with a teenager, you will know how challenging it is. Um, and if you have been a teenager, you probably remember that it is quite a tough time with a lot going on. Um, and naturally, you want to be a little bit more independent. You want to be a little bit more rebellious. Um, you want to find things out for yourself. Our dogs are no different. And it is not a case of them being purposefully difficult. It is a case of them developing. So as it's science, simply simplifying it down, but basically it's science that all of their brains get a little bit miswired and all kind of gets a little bit jumbled whilst they're growing through adolescence because there's so many changes. And then as they start to come out of the adolescence, everything just starts to get untangled again. Um, and then things start to become a little bit more level-headed um, and a little bit more reliable again. And it is perfectly normal. It is part of development. It is, however, a, say a part that people aren't aware of and naturally you suddenly think you've got a naughty dog because you expect it to be done and dusted and for them to be done um, maturing by the time they're about you know six eight eight a year old maybe six eight months a year old um, but in reality it can take a lot longer last time I looked at statistics it may well have changed but the common age for puppies to be rehomed so surrendered to rescues or for people to decide they don't want them anymore is around anywhere between like the seven month mark to 18 month mark which is normally the peak of adolescence so that kind of proves to us it's the tricky time um where we feel a little bit downhearted and that we feel a little bit um out of our depth but stick with it because they will go out of that phase obviously we can make it easier um by carrying on training by understanding our dog a little bit more, understanding the stages they're going through. Um, but say it is a tricky, a tricky time. Adolescence in itself, I think many people are quite surprised to hear how long it goes on for. So generally speaking, and obviously this is always very general because I can't give specific advice on the podcast because everyone's situation is different. Um, but generally speaking, adolescence for smaller dogs is quicker. So the smaller your dogs breed, the shorter their adolescent period will be because they reach maturity quicker because they have less growing to do. Um, so your smaller dogs are likely to enter into adolescence a little bit sooner and it's likely to end a little bit sooner as well. Um, your medium average sized dogs are going to be entering into adolescence slightly later and it goes on slightly longer. Your big dogs they enter adolescence anywhere from sort of 10 months up to a year old, maybe 13 months. And it can last for a very long time. Um, on average for a lab, and obviously 
I have big dogs, I have labs. Um, adolescence lasts for about three years. It's a really long time uh, and it's a really challenging time because often, if, especially if you're not expecting it, you imagine them to be mature by the time they're like 18 months too and it keeps on going. But that is purely because their development takes a little bit longer. Their emotional maturity takes a little bit longer. So in terms of how dogs mature, there's three ballpark sort of categories to pop them into. One is their physical maturity. So they have reached their physical size that they're going to be as an adult adult dog. And that happens first. So I use labs as an example purely because I know them because I've got them. Um, all of my guys, labs retrievers, have reached their full sort of stature and the height they're going to be by around eight and a half, nine months. They then look like a adult dog, but they have a puppy body, which makes um, social interactions and that social pressure a lot worse. So the next sort of area that matures next is their physical side. So their bones fusing, their muscles, their ligaments, tendons, all of that stuff. It takes a little bit longer than the physical because it takes a while for it to catch up. So again, for labs, you're probably looking around 18 months minimum for all of that internal growing and strengthening to finish. And then you've got the final category, which is your emotional maturity. And as we said, people, it lasts till about 25. Um, dogs, labs, four. So for the first four years, they are not emotionally mature and they're still learning. We put an awful lot of emphasis on the puppy stage, trying to teach puppies everything they need to know. I believe that the adolescent phase is probably more important because the adolescent phase is where everything's a little bit harder. They're driven by hormones, which, again, we know can make you think and feel very differently to a level-headed adult or a toddler. It's the most challenging stage for humans and dogs. Um, and therefore, they are more likely to create positive associations, negative associations, and have their character formed in that period. So your adolescence is really important. And that will affect these dips and troughs as you're going up and down your success. Just as you reach one bit and you go, yes, everything's going brilliantly, Something else will happen and then you'll have a little dip where it feels like things are going backwards. Then you'll have an ups and then you'll have a down. It's all normal. So other things that can affect this is, you know, stages of development. So or stages of progression, should I say, in terms of training. Um, we tend to think that, again, training is only ever going to get better. But when we put it together with adolescence, when we... We tend to teach our dogs a lot, let's face it. We all teach them a lot. When you think of all the different things that you want to teach them, there's an awful lot on that list. So you've got lead work, recall, um, your standard skills like sits and downs, tricks, not jumping up, um, being happy around other people, being polite with toddlers, going sitting in a cafe, loads of different tasks. And what we tend to find is, especially while they're growing and through that adolescence, that you focus your attention on one area, and you go, yay, this is going brilliantly. But as you're doing that, something else starts to decline slightly because they're at a different stage of their development. So those different stages that you're going through and what you're focusing your training efforts on naturally will get a little bit better. 
but then they may dip again if we take our attention off of that focus and then push it onto something new. Our mood, our dog's mood affects these ups and downs as well. If they're, you know, if you've got a, a girl dog and they're going into seasons and, you know, potential mood swings and phantom pregnancies and all of that emotional stuff that goes with seasons, um, then that is obviously going to affect their successes and that's going to affect your ups and downs of your journey. Um, and equally, I think we've got our own sort of world and we forget that our our world and our feelings, our emotions are directly linked to our dogs because our dogs live our life with us. We tend to think that they are immune to what we experience. But don't forget, dogs are so incredibly Im- invested in us. They are so in tune with our emotions and our feelings. Most people would tell you that when they are feeling upset, their dog starts to play up. If they're stressed, their dog's a little bit stressed. If we're calm and relaxed, our dogs are calm and relaxed. So they do feed off of our emotions. And you may find that if you are struggling with you know, any aspect of life or a little bit stressed at work or what have you, or if you're finding your training particularly difficult or stressful, then it's likely to show in your dog's success. So as you're starting to feel a little bit in a dip, their training and their progress will also feel in a dip because we naturally are married. They're married up. And if we're in a downhearted mood, if our emotions are a little bit lower, naturally we're going to see things a little bit more negatively. So even if it's particularly going well, if we're not feeling great, it's going to affect um, how we how we view the situation. And that's all perfectly normal. So it's not a, a you know, it's not a problem it's not a negative but it's a being aware and I think the more aware we are of the different situations the different stages the different emotions that are being played in helps us to just understand the situation we're in and be able to see it in a more rational way now obviously you've got all these different things that that counter into our successes and I think one of the main things is, is to just embrace it, see it as a journey. Most people don't like adolescence. I personally love it. I find the adolescent phase of dogs fun because it's challenging. And I know that sounds really odd. Most people like an easy life. And of course, I really do like an easy life. I would much prefer an easy life. But I find that the adolescence is the phase where you and your dog really form that relationship because you naturally have to have a little bit more patience with them. You have to, or if you want success, you have to have a little bit more patience. You have to think about their perspective. You have to work with them rather than against them. And in that sort of journey together, you create a much deeper understanding of each other of their emotions, their moods, your emotions and how you connect. You have to spend a lot more time training during that adolescent phase and therefore your relationship, your bond, your understanding of each other grows. So the adolescence for me is the fun bit. I love it because it's the most challenging. Um, Now, obviously, it is easy to get downhearted. It, It really is. And it's perfectly normal 
if you are feeling downhearted with your success. And that's where, again, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but that's where it's good to take check and almost just make, hold yourself accountable almost and make a record of how you're feeling. Because in three weeks time, you may look back and go, but whatever I was worried about then, they're absolutely smashing it now. You may not, but even in like a couple of months time, you may look back and go, what was I worried about? That was great. Um, But I think being aware of feeling your own feelings and feeling downhearted is one of the keys to success because we tend to put a lot of effort into our dog and we think it's all about our dog. But successful life with a dog is about 50-50. Yes, your dog has got to learn new skills and got to learn how to live in a human world and learn new behaviours, unlearn unwanted behaviours. But equally, we have to bring stuff to the table too we have to create our own knowledge we have to improve our knowledge we have to take on board our dog's perspective and work with them and help them to grow so we have to gain our knowledge about being a dog parent just as much as our dogs have to learn new things and I find personally and I've mentioned it before every single dog I have I learn something new because they struggle in a different area to the last one. And yes, I use all my previous knowledge into the current dog, but they teach me something new and a new skill that I have to learn. So it, even when you know I'm on my fourth dog as an adult um, that I've been in, you know, responsible for, even with my fourth dog, every time I have a new dog, I still learn something new from my perspective. I become a better handler and a better dog parent with each dog. So it's not always about your dog learning. And I say, it's, it's perfectly normal to, to feel downhearted. It's fine. But it's what we're going to do about it is the main thing. And first of all, it's understanding. So we've looked at a couple of reasons as to why we have those ups and downs of our success journey. And it's not just a straight line upwards. So one of the ways we can help ourselves is to set realistic expectations. If you are setting unrealistic expectations, then naturally everything is going to feel like it's an unsuccessful event. If we set realistic goals and realistic expectations, naturally we're going to reach those successes sooner and feel more positive sooner. So set yourself realistic expectations. So, for example, let's talk about lead work, because as you guys know, lead work is my favourite topic. I love lead work. I find it the most satisfying out of anything else we can work with with our dogs. Um, That's why I use it as an example so much. If we set ourselves the goal of, well, by eight months old, my dog is going to be walking beautifully by my side always and never being distracted, never sniffing, never being worried about what's in their environment. Is that realistic? Nope. If you say by the time they are four or five, then yes, that is realistic. What we can do is set ourselves achievable goals that we can work on from each period. So it's in rather than, if you imagine a ladder, rather than having, you know, us being on the bottom rung and expecting to be at the top within, you know, a very short period of time. If we recognise each and every rung, we're going to climb that ladder a little bit quicker. Each rung on that ladder can demonstrate a different, element of success so the first one could be my dog puts their harness on well and doesn't get stressed 
my dog doesn't get overexcited when they see their harness. My dog doesn't pull me out the front door. My dog doesn't drag me down the street. My dog doesn't pull towards the cat. My dog doesn't do all these little things. My dog can walk from here to the end of the drive without pulling. We can go from here to the shop without pulling. You know, we can set realistic goals rather than expecting them to do it everywhere, straight away, all the time, which again is unrealistic. So unrealistic expectations are naturally going to mean that you feel unsuccessful. So setting realistic ones will help you. The other one is being accountable. And I think it's something being a dog parent can be quite lonely because you tend to see out and about on walks all of the good dogs. You don't tend to focus on the ones that are struggling. You tend to only see dogs that seem to be getting it all amazingly right. And therefore you go, well, my dog's rubbish because it can't do that. So having a accountability, a way to be accountable and a way to surround yourself with positivity is definitely going to help you. And that can be by yourself. You don't have to like go to classes to feel that. A lot of people do like the community spirit of being in a class and cheering each other on and having that support, but not everyone does. Um, so it can be that you simply have a little record at home and go, yay, we had a great day. Having a little like smiley chart saying how good are we feeling, how negative are we feeling. So you can check back on it and you can recognize the little signs of success today's walk out of 10 was a nine where well, hey last month it was a three so you can do that just by having a little bit of paper we have just created an amazing tracker training tracker if anyone wants to check that out i'll pop a link into the show description but we've got a tracking um a weekly tracker where you can track how you're feeling and your progress um and it's like in a nice tear off fold that you can just pop on the fridge and just write it and then tear the sheet off and then start the next week afresh um so it's something like that could help you loathe just to find your you know to hold yourself accountable and measure your successes or it could be as you say finding some doggy friends going to training classes having someone supporting you and checking in with you and recognizing your success because often when you are in a situation you're seeing it from one perspective and you only see it from your own perspective. And you don't always see the small things changing. But when somebody else notices it, then you go, ah. It's a bit like if you're, you know, like when you're a kid, people say, oh, haven't you grown? And your mum will say, oh, I didn't notice them growing. Because you're with them every day, you don't see that that change. It just happens. Um, I've had it now when my daughter said, mum, I'm taller than you. I was like, oh, what? How did that happen? And... <laughs> I haven't noticed her growing, but all of a sudden she's taller than me now, um, which is really scary. But equally, it's the same if you're trying to lose weight. You know, every day when you look in the mirror, you go, well, I haven't seen any change whatsoever. But if you compare a photo from last year to now, you go, oh, wow, I can see the difference. And if you've got a if you're working with a trainer, if you're working with a, a community of people and you only see them once a week in that week, they will see your successes in that week, they will see longer periods and in those longer periods, they'll see your successes. And that will be really beneficial for you to get that recognition to go, oh my goodness, we are on the right path. So it's finding the way that works for you. And that is completely individual. 
But remembering that you're going to have these ups and downs in your journey and it isn't just going to be one continuous uphill, I'm at the top, woohoo. You're going to be ups and downy. You're going to be having good days and bad days, bad days, few bad days, and then another good one. And every time you get in a dip, as long as you're focused on your end goal and you accept the reasons why you're in a dip. So it could be adolescence. It could be your dog's in a funky mood today. It could be that you are um, or you've focused your attention somewhere else than you have you know, more on one area than you did last week then you're going to come back up out of that that little dip and next time your success is going to be even bigger. Recognising that is going to help you with your journey. Being realistic in your success, that it isn't going to take six weeks, it might take six months or at least a couple of years to get that consistent success that you are expecting. Don't feel disheartened. That's the main thing. It is a journey. It's not. That's why we call it a dog training journey and your dog parenting journey, because it is not something that is just done. Went to class, problem fixed. Um, it is about you and your dog traveling a journey together and those successes coming along the way and therefore taking that step into your future life together. Because one day, I promise you, whatever you're struggling with now, it will not be as bad as you think it is now in a couple of years time if you're working on it, if you're getting support and if you are approaching it with the right mindset. In a couple of years time, you'll go, I don't even know what we were worried about. What was the problem? Um, Because we've all done it and we all do it. In the moment, we we can't see a way out. And the moment we go, this is awful, my dog's never going to change. How am I ever going to overcome this? And then in a year or two's time, when you look back, you go, God, that was tough. But look at where we are now. I've done it with each of my dogs um, for different reasons. Um, you know, Listen back to the previous episodes and you'll hear a bit more about them if this is your first episode. Um, each one of them, I've been in that moment of despair, that bottom of the success going, how are we ever going to make progress? How are we ever going to get there? And then now I can reflect back and go, God, that was tough. But we did it. We've overcome that. And we are so much better and in a better place now than we were then. So think about your successes. Are you setting realistic expectations? Are there reasons for your dips in your success? So your ages and stages, moods, etc. And how are you going to help yourself boost yourself back up to get on that success route? If, of course, as always, if you want to share anything with us, please do pop it in the comments or join our Facebook community, have a little chat with us there. Um, and you can always book a free call with us to find out a little bit more about how we can help you. Have a wonderful week and I'll catch up with you all very soon. Thank you for listening to The Dynamic Dog Owner with me, Debbie Potter. See you next time. Okay.